Welcome to Buy This Comic, the show where I don't... God, see, I, whenever I try to read from a script, I always have a typo, and then I go like, what the fuck am I doing? Where are you? <laughs> I, like, I like this intro. It's real. <laughs> <clears throat> Maybe we'll leave it. Welcome to Buy This Comic, the show where you support the sequential arts, not with Instagram likes, but with cold, hard cash. I'm your host, Jason Mojica, and this week we're going to talk about a new edition of RM, a book in which Josh Bayer has taken the stories of Rom the Space Knight and made them his own. It's published by Tinto Press. Hello, Josh. Hey. We'll talk to Josh about RM right after this brief word from our sponsor. Comics. They're not just for grown-ups anymore. Join the Hey Kids Comics Club, and every month we'll send you a New graphic novel for kids ages 6 to 10, plus a members-only zine with lots of fun stuff in it. Go to heykidscomics.net to learn more. So, uh, Josh, let's start with a little role-playing. At some point in the future, uh, things like Comic Arts Brooklyn and Cake and Small Press Expo will be happening in person again, and uh, someone will walk up to your table and pick up RM, and they'll be flipping through it, and they'll say, "What is this?" Right. So, what is this? What is? Wow. Uh, I don't know. It's funny because at SPX, I usually need like my first few customers are always really awkward. I need like uh, <laughs> I need it's uh, it, like the the show starts at, like ten or eleven o'clock, and it's usually like. <laughs> two o'clock before you actually can turn to your friends and be like, I did that, I did that pretty well. Uh, <laughs> RM, I'd say RM was my first book. Not, you know, it's not exactly true, but it was my first book I did after art school. So it came out like in 2007, I think 2008. Uh, what happened is I, I was challenged to appropriate another source another um property and i I could do anything i want it was going to be in an anthology and Mm -hmm. i i took it and of course i get real obsessive so i ended up doing something was got bigger and bigger i picked uh rom space night and i did sort of an adaptation of it and then i had it printed as a uh, a self-published comic. It really appealed to me. I really liked, there's a Ron Rege comic. I think it's in his book, Skibber Be Bye Bye. No, it, it's in, um, shoot. Okay, I'm totally drawing a blank of where this is. There's a book where they got a bunch of indie artists to cover uh, Marvel properties. And somebody listening to this will know what it is. And um, like, they had like Fort Thunder guys in there and Ron Rage did an early Spider-Man comic and he just did it in the Ron Rage style. And I wanted to do my own kind of version of that. Mm-hmm. So I did ROM and I didn't really know, know what ROM was. I mean, I read a lot of com- Bronze Age comics growing up, but I didn't really read. I, I would think come in as a fan to ROM, but then I ended up getting really into it. And so I, I copied like an issue and then I... Um, at the end of the issue, I needed some sort of framing device mm-hmm. so people kind of knew what it was. So I decided to kind of draw a version of uh, a version of a, the kid I would have been 1980 reading it. And then I uh, invented well, my character, Theft, who I've been doing for years, was he kind of first appeared in ROM. And then, you know, I did a couple more short stories with him. And of course, I did my big retrofit book with him 
And then I did my book last year with him. So I've been like working with that character who's just a little stand, a little autobiographical, semi-autobiographical stand-in for mm -hmm. like eight, you know, 11 years now, I guess. Yeah. Well, talk to me a bit about this concept of covering a comic. I mean, is this, are you talking about a shot for shot remake of Psycho or, or how <laughs> did you approach it? Yeah, kind of like shot for shot remake of Psycho. Um, I guess in Psycho... They used a lot of the same camera angles too, though, I believe. So I covered it. I, I read the issue. I was working in a, comic co in a comic store at the time. I found Rom and I was like, I guess I'm going to finally read this shit. You know, it would have been around when I was a kid and I didn't read Rom and I didn't read Joe Gun Warriors. I was always felt like I was, I, I was, I always felt like that was for kids who didn't know the difference between uh, a, you know, a property and, that somebody else owned, you know, a, a property that Marvel was licensing and something that was done, quote unquote, for, you know, real creative reasons like Daredevil or mm -hmm. whatever, mm -hmm. or the X-Men. So I, uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't consider those comics to be legit. And then years later, I went back and read ROM and, you know, it's a real passion project of Bill Mantlow. Mm -hmm. He knew it was just some just some kind of, you know, some kind of gig, some kind of third-rate property that he got signed. But he, especially after the toy got can the original, the history of Rom is that Rom came out from Hasbro, and then Hasbro, they discontinued it in like within two years, and so the com Marvel had already started licensing the property, and they launched it in 1978, like it was this May 79, like it was this really big. Uh, deal it was like advertised in all the comics and uh, then it the comic way exceeded the lifespan of the toy mm -hmm. Hasbro's known for board games and they or maybe it's Parker Brothers I can't mm -hmm. remember mm -hmm. but they, they uh, Parker Brothers I guess the, the comic kept on going and it's a really it's a comic with a lot of menace to it it's kind of like a weird cross-genre comic it's like a sci-fi paranoia uh, Cold War thriller and it's a superhero comic and it's a kind of a horror comic as well. Hmm. So um, I I thought it was, a, and it's, it's really well-written, well-structured. Um, but these all, are things that you all just, that you discovered while working on this project. I'm, I'm fascinated yeah. by the idea that you chose to do this without being a fan already. How, how, why did you make that choice? Yeah, I thought that would make me less sentimental hmm. to, uh, to cover something I wasn't attached to. Mm -hmm. And... I was, um, I, w I had really just, just barely learned how to kind of put two frames together. I had just been, I'd been struggling to learn how to get, to learn how to cartoon. And mm -hmm. I didn't really have, I really wanted to do, kind of lose myself and, and just kind of practice my craft in some kind of appropriation project. Like they, the mindlessness of that <laughs> kind of appealed to me. And, um, and also, you know, the, the, the pressure, you know, the, I like the release of the pressure of having to come up with something original. So, and I like the idea that, uh, that was something that was done so much and, and uh, that appropriation was used so much in art. So it felt legitimate to me. Um, I do think that psycho was kind of a influence. Hmm. It was really cool the way that I, I worked on this project and I'd always, sort of prided myself on trying to do what all the great cartoonists did all of their work made all their work effective and black and white to me that's always been the litmus test like can you 
I mean, everybody from Wally Wood to Gabrielle Bell, like their stuff is how it's, it doesn't use color as a crutch. It works in black and white first. Sometimes it's better in black and white. And that is, you know, that's a common thread in uh, Frank King and early 1920s comics. And of course, Milton Kniff and color would add something to all of those books, but they all stand on their own um, without color. So I always thought that was the litmus test as to whether you're a real cartoonist. Johnny Ryan has that quality. All my favorite cartoonists, Dave Allen. And uh, went, but I think uh, I actually need color. So I, I try my best, but what's funny is that when I color my stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I meant by this page. Like there's details that I drew that I couldn't see much less the reader. So coloring the book was really, interesting i um it gave me uh it gave me a chance not to redo something i'd done before but to kind of like uh breathe you know uh sort of uh uh real bring it to life more um and so i might do that with more of my books uh oh yeah i'm i'm actually doing that right now i'm coloring mr incompleto which was a companion piece to the theft so there was always supposed to be kind of a parallel between Theth and these properties. Theth is always reading comics and it's about how people live through the things that they project all of their energy into, whether it's like a, a hero or a rock star or a comic book or a movie or a TV show. Mm -hmm. And um, so there's a always a twin relationship. So Rom kind of made me write Theth. And then when I did Theth, the full length book, I decided to do a comic that was based on what he was reading. So again, you could read his book and then read the book within the book that Steph was reading. And that book uh, was based on a, another Marvel property, Marvel two in one. And I did, uh, at that point, I kind of changed up how much I thought it was okay to appropriate. So I started <laughs> to do books where uh, if I appropriated something, I would, take the mad magazine strategy, which is that, you know, you don't call it if you're, if you're, uh, appropriating, um, uh, die hard, you know, he's, he's John McLean or something. And mm -hmm. then it's a new character. <laughs> and if saying, instead of saying, um, you know, so you can maybe have him say his catchphrase, but you don't plagiarize. So in all my books, I've appropriated old comics out of, I started to change things. Uh, I started to change the characters. Uh, and then actually in Mr. Incompleto, the ending of the book is totally different. That's kind of my favorite appropriation because at the end of it, I, um, I changed the, uh, the ending to some, something, you know, to something else. And it seemed like a really cool creative decision to be able to make. So yeah, so that's coming out next. And uh, I also, for Tomorrow Forever, my book that came out last year, that also has a campaign, a companion piece. And at that point, Theth is reading like vintage comics. So I appropriated an old Dick brief for Frankenstein. Honestly, I mean, I don't know what the status is of Rom because, uh, you know, he, I don't know who owns him or if people are, uh, or, or whatever. But I, when I first took him on, I thought he was a character that was in limbo. So he's good for appropriation, but definitely Dick brief for Frankenstein. Stein is public main. It's like that hmm. stuff is, uh, and that's what I did. I did a cover of a Dick Briefer Frankenstein comic that I had read years ago. And you can, that comic originally was in 
the hole was actually in the body of theft. The comic would stop, and then you read this comic literally within the comic. Mm-hmm. And really late late in the game, we decided to take it out. But uh, yeah, like I said, like I kind of like the idea that people can pick up comic and kind of put them in the shoes of the character that they're reading about. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, very cool. Uh, where can people get RM? You can get it from me at joshbear.com or you can go to uh, Tinto. Um, and those are probably the two best places. So the Tinto, I think there's the Tinto.com. Yeah. And you're in New York. Uh, we always try to give shout outs to local comic shops. Which comic shops in New York would be most likely to have RM? That would be uh, Desert Island, of course. Um, but of course, they're more, they're more in Brooklyn. I'm a little bit like behind the loop, like getting it back into comic stop- shops, actually. But uh, probably, probably they would have it if anybody other than that probably should get it from me. Uh, okay, so the new twenty-one, uh, the new twenty twenty-one edition of RM by this comic, Josh Bayer. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, great to see you, Jason. And you, uh, and you listening in. Please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating, and follow us on the social media. We are simply by this comic, all one word. Goodbye.